Welcome to the Alberta Wedding Podcast, a platform for Alberta wedding professionals and couples to connect, learn, and share ideas. I'm your host, wedding videographer Kevin Marr. With over 100 weddings behind me, I'm your guide to all things weddings in this great province of ours. Welcome to another week here on the podcast. I'm really excited for this next episode. I got to meet these uh, two guests uh, last month at a really cool style shoot out in Nordeg. I'm really, really excited to have Sandra and Sonia on from Halcyon Havens Experience. Did I say that right? Yeah, you nailed it. Okay, good. Welcome. How are you two doing? Great. Yeah, we're great. Thanks for having us on today. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, glamping. And I think that's something that uh, you're seeing a lot more of it now in the last uh, few years. I think COVID actually definitely gave it a boost, right? You know, especially with uh, limited capacities you could have at weddings and elopements and so forth. So we'll definitely get into that. But I really want to hear how you guys all came together. You're a mother-daughter team. I really love the dynamics of that. And so, yeah, you want to let the listeners in on just how everything kind of got going because uh, you haven't been in this uh, for a long time, but it just kind of like fit for you guys at, at this time in your life. Yeah. So we originally had the idea in 2021. So during COVID, I feel like a lot of people were missing having those connections and having an opportunity to really gather with the people they love. And I know I was one of those people who felt that way. I had a six-month-old at the time, and with COVID, there was nothing going on. And I actually ended up going to my sister-in-law's bachelorette party, and they had kind of one of those like luxury picnic setups. And we spent the whole night just around the table, connecting and fellow like and having a great, great time together and getting to know each other. And it just felt like a great way to connect. And we just spent the whole evening hanging out, playing games, talking, having good food. So then after that, I thought how can I bring something like this to the central Alberta Rocky mountain house area that gives people a unique way to connect and gather and spend time with people they love. So I came home and started thinking about that. And I shared it with my mom, Sandra, and I'm so thankful that she was so on board with it. She was so supportive so much so that she was like, well, let me join you in this. And so I'm so thankful she believed in it so much and that she came on because I know we would not be anywhere where we are today without her on board. So yeah, then we just started that. By the end of the summer of 21, we had our first bell tent and we had a table and some decor and stuff. And we just kind of went from there. Yeah. And Sandra, I know you're uh, recently retired, I believe, right? Yes, I am. So talk about how like you were feeling when your daughter came to you as like, you know, I you just... Had you uh, retired already uh, by the time she came to you or how did that all work out? I think I had just retired. I was still subbing quite a bit. I was a preschool teacher and it just all seemed kind of fit because I loved that idea of the creativity and actually working with my daughter in something I thought would be kind of exciting and and a new adventure for for both of us. But it just filled all the needs that I kind of was feeling a little bit of a void. So it filled that need for some creativity and it was, yeah, really good. Well, and my mom's always wanted to, I think you've always kind of had that entrepreneurial itch to do something. Yes. And I'm, I'll be quite honest that, you know, it's nice to do it with a partner and somebody that you get along with so well. And like, I am getting on in age. So to do something all by myself sometimes can be a little bit more 
difficult, but no, it did. I've always wanted to experiment and go out into something and just fill that niche. No, I love that. What were some of the challenges that you guys faced in those early stages? I mean, obviously you have an idea, you see a market for it, but you didn't have any leads at the time I'm thinking, or uh, how were you able to really start growing this idea into reality to a point now where like you're doing some pretty cool experiences now. And like I said, we just worked together last month and I just absolutely love your whole setup. But I know like it's taken a long time for you to get it to where it is today. Right. So it didn't just happen overnight. Yeah. It's been about almost two, pretty much two years now. And there's still a long way for us to go. We still have big dreams, but I think one of the first challenges was trying to figure out a bit of a business plan. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we market this? Which way do we go? Um, who's going to want it? So that, I think, was a first challenge is trying to figure out kind of your market and not really knowing and jumping in with two feet and saying, okay, we're going to give this a try and uh, starting out well, small. Yeah. You know, we still are relatively small, like Sonia said, with some really big dreams ahead of us. That would be one of the biggest ones, I think. Yeah, finding our primary our primary like audience because we do we do events small events and we also do the glamping and the micro events have been really popular for the locals in our area but we really want to branch out to give the glamping experiences and the elopement experiences to people traveling coming from the city or farther another issue for uh, well another challenge for us is i have a young family my mom's quite busy with all the stuff she has going on in her life even though she's retired so just finding, yeah, I think she's gotten busier since retiring. It's not the first time I've heard that where like someone's retired and they're, they're, they actually have more on the go being retired than they were when they were working. Yeah, that's sometimes yes. it feels like that. Yeah, sometimes you feel like you have to go back to work to actually have time. <laughs> yeah. So I think just finding like the time in both of our personal lives to do like the behind the scene things. Like we obviously both prioritize when we have setups and stuff like that to do, but there's so much that goes on with time behind the scenes and I have two young kids and my mom has all the stuff going on that she has going on. So just finding the time with that and yeah. So I'd say like marketing, finding like behind the scenes time between kids, family, life. Those are probably some of our bigger challenges. Yeah. So how have you been able to overcome those? I mean, obviously it's still a work in progress and you got big dreams ahead of you that you want to achieve. How have you been able to kind of overcome those obstacles along the way? Some of it is just with really communication yeah. and pre-planning. Usually for an event, it's it's not the day of the event so much as all the prep before that we have to make sure we're on schedule and figuring out our week together as to what's going to work in her schedule and my schedule. So that's usually the biggest challenge is the, the prepping before, but we've kind of come into a groove the first beginning of the season is always a little bit of a challenge trying to figure it all out but we've kind of come into a groove like okay this is our event and then we figure out that week when can we work this in to get together to organize all our things and get in the right decor for the right event that's happening and and in terms of marketing and stuff and just finding our audience I think that's just a little bit of trial and error and I mean social media is just you love it and you hate it as a business owner you kind of need it to very true. Yeah, it takes up so much time, but it's been it's been really helpful to connect us to the right people, to find people in our industry, but also people who are interested in our product and and getting the word out there more. So I think 
collaborating with other other vendors and like-minded business owners have helped has helped us a lot and just being consistent with social media and getting 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 out to our market yeah no it's as an entrepreneur there's so many things like we have to do like we have to wear so many different hats and you know, for some of us, like we're solopreneurs, like we do this ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. it's great that with you two, you know, you both have your strengths and weaknesses, I'm sure. And you know where each of you are best suited to, you know, take the lead on, right? You know, you're still obviously working together, but there's going to be certain aspects of the business that one takes the lead more with. Do you want to touch on that a little bit on just like how you guys have been able to um, decide who's going to take the lead on certain aspects of your job. Yeah, and I'm glad you touched on that because that's actually one of the other things I was thinking about when I when you asked us about some challenges was just figuring out like where our roles land and figuring out okay, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? How do we kind of divvy this up so we're both working in our our own strengths, but that it doesn't feel overwhelming for either of us in a sense. And I think I do a lot of the social media, all of and the booking. Well, that's my generation. We're more into the the social media stuff and all the technological stuff. And I personally, I do love doing it. It takes up a lot of time. It's, but when I have the time, it's something that I find really enjoyable to do, actually. And then my mom, she does a lot of, she's, I call her the Tetris master. She is the best at organizing the trailer. She's also the baker queen. So we will, we will make some baking stuff for some events like cupcakes and stuff like that. My mom is amazing with baking and making cupcakes. And other than that, we both kind of like divvy up all like the the styling. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of blend our styles. Like I, I'm very thankful because Sonia is so gifted. I feel at doing the social media and she has a really good eye. So we're able to, to play off each other when it comes to um, getting that look in a, in our decor that we want. We don't always, sometimes we don't always see eye to eye on things, but it's finding that middle ground, which we seem to have been able to do fairly well. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's been a real blessing. And yeah, it's not that sometimes we don't get frustrated. Yeah, I feel like when we have the same vision, which is often like similar visions, it works really well, but we're both very stubborn. So if we have something <laughs> that's like not quite lining up, then we're like, okay, we need to figure out a way to mesh this. Yeah. yeah. And you know, so that's why we got along so well last month because I'm very stubborn too. So yeah, <laughs> it's a good trait to have if you can manage it. Yeah, and you yeah. know sometimes um, I'm pretty like no that that doesn't look good or and I have to sometimes be a little bit more eloquent or gentle at times depending on where we are in our event because I'm pretty like yeah, no that and you can be pretty blunt. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning, yeah. learning to work together and uh, when things are said, not to get put off too much and try to. Yeah. So that's one of the challenges for myself because I am pretty much like, yeah, no, that does not look good. They're like, hey, hey what do you think of this? No. Like, oh, okay. Just no, just nothing else. Like no yeah. explanation, just no. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Thanks. So this is very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. I'm like, well, why not? Can you elaborate on that? No. Yeah. Yeah, just no, but no. But on the whole, it's uh, <laughs> find our strengths and are able to mesh those together fairly well, I think. I love that. No, that it's so cool to see. And yes, I know like it's not perfect and life is messy and so is business. Running a business is messy. We see on social that, oh, it's so glamorous, you know? And and yeah, a lot of it does look glamorous, but you don't see the inner workings behind the scenes, all the like the non-glorious 
aspects of our jobs that we're like, it, it's not, it's not all um, unicorns and, and rainbows. And I always think it's really funny because we do glamping, which is glamour camping, <laughs> like really behind the scenes. It's anything, but it is like camping isn't glamorous. Like you get dirty, like you're out in the wilderness, right? We're usually sweating and we're like making everything like, you know, just like looking grubby, trying to get everything done. And, but like we do the hard work so that they can just enjoy it and relax. And so rewarding to step back and go, man, that looks great. I wish I could be sleeping in there tonight. Yeah. Right? It's like, I made that bed. Like, I'm going to sleep in that too. So move over a couple. Yeah. Let's get into the glamping because I think this is such a really uh, unique topic. And I, I really want to learn more about it. I've done a, a number of uh, shoots that involved glamping, including last month out at Nordeg. For anybody who doesn't know what glamping is, how would you describe that to someone? Because I know we talked a little bit about that as like, you know, well, it's glorious camping, but there's more to it than just that. Yeah. And for us, especially, I think we're a little bit niche in that we do mobile glamping. So like it is, it's glamour camping, but, but for us, we also do, we do the glamping and we do the small events. So we pretty much are a mobile company that has bell tents and we will go to people's backyard if they want extra accommodation. We will go to campsites if people want to have the like actual traditional kind of camping with a twist. So we pretty much like will come and we set up the, the memory foam mattress on a frame. We set up the side tables, the lighting, the rugs, the decor, depending on what package you get. But we some some camping chairs and awning, pretty much everything so that you can come out and just relax. And that's for the glamping side of things. Or we, or like for weddings too, like people use it as extra guest accommodation on their venue if, it, if it's allowed. So we kind of just, yeah, like, yeah, it's a, it's a level up on just basic camping with a mattress and a sleeping bag. It's kind of like its own little luxury hotel room that you get to stay in. And it just has that kind of just a really nice a vacation feel. You're walking in and you're like, Wow. Like I get that feel every time we walk away from it. Like it's a little luxury stay and a little luxury accommodation. Were you two both big campers before you, you went into this adventure together? I would say we camped quite a bit. Well, growing up, you guys took us camping all the time. Yeah. I, I feel like now that I have a young family, we try to go camping a couple times a summer if possible. Yeah. It's a good tradition, I think, to get out in nature. Yeah, so we always did kind of the, um, sorry, <laughs> hopefully he can edit that out, the truck turned off. So full transparency, I'm in my studio uh, here in Leduc, and you two are actually like in your truck yeah, because it's got the best reception right now to do this podcast because we do it uh, through a video chat. And so if you do hear a beeping sound, it's actually coming from the truck. So <laughs> yeah turning off and I just have to restart it again. I love it. I love it. Yes. It makes it more real. We'll, we'll keep that in there. We'll keep that in there. So but. <laughs> yeah. so, but um, yeah, we did quite a bit of camping. We took to make sure they had that experience because we always thought it was, you're kind of away from the hustle and bustle of everything. So you have time as a family to kind of just get to know each other, no matter what age your kids are. And kind of that transfers over into the glamping, right? the same thing it's like getting totally away from all those demands and you can just kind of breathe and connect and connect with each other so we never had the uh, glamping wasn't in when we were when i our kids were young 
So it's a fairly new market. But yeah, there's so much. It's just a neat thing to do. But we also traveled a lot growing up. Like you guys took us out a lot. Like, yeah, just I would say. And I feel like that kind of ties into one of the reasons we wanted to get into glamping was because it's this unique experience that kind of, it almost like feels like traveling without leaving for me anyway. Yeah. Feels like something new. No, I love that. So my next question would be is like, who is glamping for? Like, is it for anybody? Like, I guess, I mean, you have to like the outdoors and nature, I would imagine. But do you want to like touch on just like who you think your the ideal market is for uh, glamping? I think like you do have to like nature to an extent. But I think the awesome thing about glamping is that you don't have to be like a crazy outdoor enthusiast. Like some some people feel that way. But I think this is a great bridge for people who want to enjoy nature, but maybe don't want to get nitty gritty into nature. Just last weekend, we had a couple from the city who said they are, they've never camped in their life. Like they like nature, but they're not super into it. And they thought that the glamping experience was just amazing because they got to come out, enjoy the benefits of camping without having to do the parts of camping that they might not like. Mm-hmm. I really think glamping can be for anybody. anybody. Yeah. Or even if you are a super outdoorsy person who usually does all your own tenting and stuff, if you wanted to celebrate maybe a special, a special anniversary, we had someone last summer who wanted to celebrate an anniversary with their husband. So this was something special. No, I love that. Definitely can be used for a number of different events. Obviously, this is a wedding podcast. And, and, and so I'm definitely going to think of it as, you know, for great elopements or wedding anniversaries, uh, engagement parties. I'm thinking, you know, there's so many things in and around like the wedding industry. I think that there's such a, a market for it. And especially in this province where we are really spoiled to have such great nature around us right in our backyard, right? Like we don't have to go far. I'm in Leduc, but I, I'm traveling all over the province and beyond. And and you're out in... Rock Mountain House. Yeah, right. Out in central Alberta there. And so... Do you find like a lot of people that are inquiring with you two are from the city or are they a lot of them local? Right now it's kind of a mixed bag. I find we do a lot of bachelorettes, which is um, really fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And a lot of the bachelorettes are more central Alberta based. And then I would say a lot of the glamping stuff is more people from the city, like, or like if they're wanting to actually just come out as a couple and have a getaway for an anniversary or some sort of celebration. Those are usually city people. And then like the actual bachelorettes or retreats and stuff that we do are a lot of locals. Are there any limitations when it comes to glamping? Like, you know, I know you said you, you do a lot of your your work in and around like Rocky Mountain House, Central Alberta, Nordic area. But are there any like restrictions that you guys have when it comes to like location scouting, because you guys are mobile, right? And so you can't necessarily just pop up a tent anywhere, but you want to touch on that? Some of the things that we have to look into is um, making sure we have the right permit for the right area. Because there are some areas we just can't go in and set up. We would need permits for. We had down, went down to Canmore and we had a function in Canmore for a, a wedding party there. And we had to make sure we get all our permitting in and apply for a permit and that has to be granted. So that's one of the things we have to make sure. The other thing is sometimes location. We are mobile, but to hike it all in isn't doable, right? So, I mean, we're mobile, but still we need to have some 
accessibility to the site. I mean, we have packed up quite a bit of the tents and stuff to some, like once or twice we've gone to some crazy locations and I'm just like, I don't want to do that. It was a lot. It was it's, a lot. It's like, why did I choose this? Yeah, why did I agree to we, this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so some of it is um, learning by doing as you go, you realize, okay, that's not A, not practical. And sometimes there are risks in transporting stuff during to certain areas. And sometimes you don't know that because the client has booked the area, but you learn as you go. And that's part of the process of being a, a business owner, right? You learn as you go. And another thing is, is like, if we are doing like extra wedding accommodation, there are certain venues that will allow us to set up right on site. And there's some that don't allow it or don't have the permits within their location to have us set up the tent. So I think if people are wanting extra wedding accommodation for their guests, they just have to be mindful of the venue they choose as well. I'm curious to know, like, what type of permit is required for what you do? Because the permits I have to get when I'm doing elopements and, and weddings in the mountains is different than the permits that, say, you have to get. Do you want to touch on that, just on, like, exactly, like, what type of permits that you you have to get? Yeah, and it varies from site to site, but if we were, or from place to place, but so take, for example, if out by Nordic, if we're setting up in a campground, we don't need a permit. But if we wanted to set up at some kind of just like public use area, you would have to apply for some sort of like small event permit of some like along those lines because that's a public use area. You're bringing potentially a lot of people in. So that kind of permit is usually. Okay. We're still quite a gray area, they say, because we don't in Nordic. in Nordic, we don't fall under anything specific. So it's very hard for them to say this is what you need for sure because. We're not taking tour groups in anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's huge. You're not guiding people. Yeah. We're not guiding people. So they're still sometimes trying to figure out which area we fit in and what we actually require. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like every place you go is a little bit different. Yeah. And there's different liabilities, right? Yes. And obviously with the line of work we're doing, you know, working with the public, there is liabilities and that's why we have insurance and yes. and all that fun stuff uh, that uh, we love to pay every year, but it's necessary, yeah. right? It is. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like we've talked a lot about like these glamping experiences that you're creating for your clients. What type of investment are we talking about? Because I have no reference point as to like what something like this would cost. Yeah. And I think that varies depending on like how many people you want it for, how many nights you want it for. But we usually have a two night minimum depending. We are flexible with that depending on kind of like what our season looks like and and what the event is for. But usually anything from like the high 200s to the mid like to like 1500. Okay. Yeah. So, and when you mean investment, do you mean product investment? Like investment on their part, on the couple, like how much are they investing in, into you guys? Like how much are your packages? Like, because I, I imagine like it does vary depending on what they're looking for, right? From like a bachelorette is going to be different than someone that that's looking to uh, just have a, a fancy tent that uh, they want to yeah. set up at a campsite, right? Yeah. And for all of our, like for our small events, we do, usually just do we, we will those are usually one night kind of things unless they ask for a whole weekend and then the glamping like for like sleeping in it it's usually a two-night minimum depending but yeah it's usually anywhere from like the high 200s to if they wanted all tents for two nights or something 1500 or give or take i guess i mean there, it's not a huge niche 
but is that kind of like standard practice like amongst like your competitors because i know you're not the only ones that are, are, are offering this but i'm curious to know like you don't have to go into the deep detail but i'm just curious to know how you guys were able to come up with the pricing structure because again i, I had no reference point for this yeah that's a great question because it's actually something we had a, quite a difficult time yes. in the beginning because it's kind of like right it's newer there are a few people in alberta doing it so we kind of looked at what other people were doing. We looked at some people in BC, what they were doing. And then we kind of looked at like, how much time are we putting in? How much money are we investing? How much is going in behind the scenes to kind of get that number? And, and what's our experience at? Like and in the beginning, we were a little bit lower because it was our first year. We were figuring things out. That's fair. But I'd say we are pretty average compared yeah. to what other people in Alberta are doing. Yeah. And I think like... Obviously, like as time goes on and the, the more experience you're going to get, you're going to be able to charge more, you know, and really like charge what you're worth. Right. And it's not to say you're not charging that right now, but I totally get it. Right? Like anybody who's starting out, like you got to start somewhere. Right. And I mean, I, the first few weddings I did, I actually did it for free, you know, because I needed a portfolio and then you slowly start like climbing that ladder. Right. But it's like, yeah, knowing like, the time that's invested, you know, not just throwing numbers out there because they look cool. Like there's some like science behind that, right? Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to figure yeah. it out. And like you said, in a few, in a year or two, hopefully we'll be able to up our prices because by then, hopefully we're offering more. We have a lot more experience under our belt. Hopefully we have more tents. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say we're we're pretty average for what I've seen. We're doing it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I think one of the biggest thing in any entrepreneur not to undervalue i was told by a business person not to undervalue yourself so trying to find that balance where you're gonna make it affordable for people but still make it so that as a business you're still doing it you know what i've been at this since 2017 and it's it's always something that you keep in mind right like it's it's such a juggling act right and uh sometimes like depending on like the project that comes your way, you know, sometimes you will give a discount because, Hey, this is something that could be really cool to be a part of and be a great portfolio piece. Like there's so many factors that play in. So it's not cut and dry always. I know that. So I'm really curious to know like the process when these clients or these couples are reaching out to you from your website, just the, the stages that they go through from the initial inquiry to their glamping experience and do you want to walk me through just how you guide them along you know we were talking about we're not tour guides but in this sense we are guiding them along the process yeah i think it's it differs for each person and what they want what they're expecting some people they book they know exactly what they want it's pretty cut and dry they just kind of like send an email we kind of go back and forth and that's that we and then we send them our rental agreement and all that kind of stuff goes through. But then there's some people for bigger events or who have a certain vision in mind or want something different. Usually they send their inquiry email and then we'll do usually some sort of a consult call. We'll go over kind of the details of what their day is going to look like, what kind of theme they're going for, the dates, their location, all that kind of stuff. We figure it out together. And then usually one call, but sometimes there's more consult calls back and forth after that emails we kind of help you figure out the location we will help her out with food like if you're looking for a certain uh 
food and, you know, it's not within our scope, then we will sometimes give them um, contacts so that they're able to accommodate that. Or if they want us to, we have sometimes made initial contact for them. Yeah. And then from there, it's just constantly keeping in touch to make sure that everything's on track, nothing's changed. Their vision is still the same. Our vision still lines up with that. And then, yeah, we, we pretty much, that's that. How far out do they usually book? Like what's usually the average right now? I know you've only been at this since uh, 2021, but I'm curious to know just like lead time on how far out people are booking. For bigger events, I would say we start getting usually like the new year. So for like the following, so for this year, we started getting inquiries in usually January after Christmas and all the holidays are over and people start thinking about summer. And that's when we start to get the first few, like first rush, I would say, of inquiries. Um, glamping sometimes at a campsite is a little bit more last minute. That can be usually like a month out, two weeks out, depending on if we have availability. And, you know, some people, times for glamping, people just don't quite think of it. Like if they're like, oh, I just want to go to a campsite. It's like a month before. And if we can swing it, then we'll fit them in. But for the bigger things and for weddings in particular, I would say usually we start seeing things in January. And you were talking about availability. Is that based on just like inventory? Like, do you guys have more than one tent or how does that work out? Like, how do you guys uh, schedule your, your experiences in throughout the year? Yeah, that's a great question. We do have three tents right now and they all kind of vary in size, different sizes. And then we also have, we do like the luxury picnics as well. So it just depends on what people are wanting to book and our inventory and what we're actually capable of doing in a certain time frame. Yes. And the distance between events is a big thing too. You know, you can have one in Nordic and then if you have one in um, Amio Beach, that's kind of not quite as doable with just the two of us. And Is there always just the two of you or have you been able to expand and bring on others to help you along? Not well, it's just us, but sometimes my husband or my dad comes along to help, yeah, depending on schedules, yeah, or they watch the kids, yeah, depending. So that's been really helpful and beneficial, yeah. But right now, we're trying to just keep it kind of with us, and then like hopefully next summer, depending on how busy we are, maybe we'll hire like a, a summer student or someone to help out on occasion, depending on how big the events are. But yeah, we'd love to expand. Again, in business, trying to find that balance between investment and return, right? Yep. Um, so you got to kind of find that balance and finding the right time to do that. So we're hoping that we're able to get more tents and, of course, have more, uh, maybe like Sonia said, a part-time student that would be able to come and help and stuff. Yeah. How long does it take to set up and take down a tent? I know it varies probably from tent to tent because you have different sizes, but... Yeah, it varies. And it also, like, so for a small event, those take more time than the, um, like, the actual glamping sleep, like, beds and stuff. Because we're doing all the small decor, we're setting all the plates and the, the tableware, and making sure everything's just, like, perfect for the, the event and stuff. So those will take, I'd, I'd say on average, an hour and a half to two hours, depending on the size of the event. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, want- a small glamping, like, just for, like, the bed and stuff, if we're quick, an hour. I know the the one last month that we did, like you ended up, I think, having to start setting up that tent in the rain. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, we're going to, there was like a huge thunderstorm, thankfully it blew past, but I was like, this is great. We're setting up a big metal pole in the middle of a thunderstorm. Like, what could possibly go wrong? 
right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. Picture, uh, if, yeah. if it would have actually come close to us, we would have waited. But yeah, I was driving was in that rain. And I, all I could think of was like, oh my God. I mean, as much as that sucked driving in that rain, it's like, I could have a lot worse right now. I know someone else is having it a lot worse right now. So when I showed up, obviously, it's blue skies. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I yeah. look crazy. I was like, oh, but I know uh, it wasn't fun not too long before I arrived. Yeah, this year we've been setting up in the rain quite a bit. Yeah, we'll get oh the my. tent up and then all of a sudden it clears up and we're like, okay, well, I, I mean, at least the tent's up now. But Yeah, yeah. It's going to look so. good for like your couples, but it's like, yeah, the, again, the non-glamorous side of the job, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. So even though it's rainy for us to set up, I think the rain makes some of the nicest tenting weather or just after it rains. Because then it's not too hot, not too cold, kind of cozy in the tent. Nice. I agree. There's a nice sound to hearing the little pitter-patter of raindrops on the tent. Yeah. Now, you were talking about, like, your decor. And so, obviously, you have more than just the tent. So, and you have this mobile trailer that, when I looked in there, like, last month, I'm like, wow. It's like, you got a little bit of everything. You want to talk about, like what you do offer for decor and you were mentioning earlier that there's different themes that couples have so how much can you provide that you already have in stock and i'm sure that's that inventory is growing each and every month i'm sure yeah and how much of it are you like outsourcing from like other rental companies so far we haven't outsourced anything oh wow obviously if the couple or the bride who wants to get something extra um, they can either ask us to do it or or they can say, hey, I'm going to take initiative and do this. So sometimes maybe if they want a florist to put fresh flowers up, right? Or something like that. Or if they have something very specific in mind. But a lot of the time we try to use what we have. We have a small inventory of different tableware so we can make different kind of looks for that. We have quite a few runners, different types of lights. We love to go to thrift stores and get different kind of cool little jars or like stuff like that. And rugs. You had all those rugs that we needed. Lots of rugs. Lots yeah. of rugs. Yeah. I was like, what is this? This is like end of the roll here. Uh <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of rugs. Uh, because we like to give a variety in there and, it, and sometimes there's different tones. So it picks up different colors with the, you know, whatever else you're putting in the tent and stuff. So and sometimes it's just a matter of like Sonia said, going to a thrift store and picking up a couple of little things that'll tie into the theme with what we have. Um, which we've been able to do. Yeah, we had a retro-themed bachelorette last month, or this month, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Um, so she kind of wanted those like late 60s, early 70s tones. And we had some of that, but so we went and we found some some fun stuff that we picked up to kind of really tie it in. And it's nice because then we can use that later. If someone else wants similar tones or a similar theme, we have it then. Yeah, You're going to need a warehouse soon. Yeah, we just got our trailer this year and we're like, we need a bigger trailer. I know, and we just bought it. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, the bride or, and the groom have the opportunity, like Sonia said, to do add-ons. So, you know, if they want fresh flowers, we will work with a florist. Flowers by Nicole? Yes. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Big shout out to Nicole. We love her. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, with that, you know, with Molly too, we can hook up with a photographer if they're looking for someone in the area. But we do have the ability, like if there is a certain decor and they're saying, or they come out of the area or they don't want to, we could add on a package that makes that affordable that, okay, we'll go get that. But, you know, with everything, it's, it is a business. So, yeah, you got to run the numbers and it's got to make sense, right? In the end, like obviously you want to create these experiences for these couples that are like 
just really immersive and and they just really feel like that this is just like a one of a kind experience for them but at the same time yeah you are running a business too and as much as you probably would love to do everything you can like sometimes yeah there are some things I was like you know this is going to cost a little bit more and yeah people have budgets I get that yes and having said that we are willing to work with the bride if she says well this is my cost I can't accommodate that you know how can we change the numbers on that so we're willing to work within their budget to the best of our ability as well for them. It, do you guys have like a Pinterest board or like a dream board of like experiences? I know we were going to be talking about like this year and beyond just in regards to like business goals and stuff. But like, are there like things that you really wanted to create that are on like your your top list? Um, I mean, I do. I have, well... I think every time someone says, hey, can you do this or something like this, then I start going crazy on Pinterest. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if I have a dedicated Pinterest board for every single thing, but I have a general business business Pinterest board that I'm like, hey, I want to do something like this or I want to do something like that. I'm really like wanting to do some fun like bachelorette themes, like glamping, like that stuff like that. Bigger, bigger stuff, big weddings. Yeah. And big, we don't mean like huge, no, but no, but like, you know, it's all in perspective. Yeah. 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 So no, we don't want to get too big. We do want to stick onto like kind of the micro side of things. Yeah. I don't know. And like, you just see so much fun stuff on Pinterest. It's hard to not get carried away. No, totally. It's uh, you can fall down that rabbit hole real quick and uh, it's like, oh, we could do all these things. And then you realize, oh, we only have a trailer right now. We we don't have the room to like store all this extra inventory so what does like this year and beyond look for you guys like how what are you guys up to what are you really excited about coming up here yeah well we just had our busiest month which was july and that was such a fun month we had a little bit of everything in that we had um some bachelorettes some glamping yeah some weddings some wedding stuff august slows down a little bit for us so we're kind of just hoping to get some more some more glamping in we are working with a local campground here that We've been setting up at a lot and they've been great to work with Black Sheep Camp and Rocky Mountain House. So we're hoping to get a lot more glamping in the summer. Um, we have some bachelorettes coming up, which I'm excited for in August. Yeah. And then we have um, a couple doing kind of a honeymoon in our glamping tent, which is That's really cool. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, they're, I believe, from Edmonton, but they, they surprised all their friends and family with a wedding. So I think everybody just showed up and they were getting married which is so awesome. And then, so their friends were like, well, we need to get them something for like their honeymoon or for a wedding gift now. So they ended up booking with us for a little like late summer honeymoon. So they're going to come out to one of the lakes near here. They're going to have their glamping tent set up. And I think they're just going to do some adventuring in the area for a few days. Yeah. So that'd be really fun. Um, That's really neat. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to get more people. I think it's like, such a cool like even from Alberta like I think so many people just like forget about Nordic sometimes it is growing but there's so much to do out there I think it's a great place for an adventurous couple to have a honeymoon yeah no totally I love it I mean before I let you go like is there any uh funny stories I always like to ask or any like things that have happened to you or maybe like you experienced uh we were talking about the rain like quite often you're setting up in the rain and I'm sure that there's some funny moments that I'm sure like we all look so glamorous doing that uh setting up in the rain but has there been any moments uh 
so far for you guys that you look back on and you just chuckled now? Sonia has one. I wasn't able to be at that event. It's actually just embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, nothing crazy, but one, like our very first event, couple, um, 2021 in the fall, it was our very first paid event. My husband and I were setting up down by the river. My mom wasn't able to make that one. So we were setting up a date night down by the river and it was during COVID. So this lady wanted to have a nice birthday for her husband and we were setting up and I didn't, she didn't tell me it was a surprise. So I didn't really think anything of it. So we set up and then she texts me, we're here. So my husband and I start walking back up to the car and we pass them on the trail and I say, Oh, I hope you guys enjoy your evening. And the husband just looks at me like, who, what is wrong with this? Why is this lady talking to us? And I'm like, and the, the, the lady doesn't say anything. And I'm like, so then I keep walking and then she te- I get a text and she's like, it was supposed to be a surprise. And I was like, oh my goodness. I had no clue. Oh no. She never, yeah, it was the very first one. And I was like, well, that's just a great way to start this off. I- <laughs> she, and I'm done. Me, yeah, I'm like, we're done. I can't do this. Before you even began, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thankfully she said, it's all good. He didn't clue in. He just thought like, you, he's like she. She had. She's like he had no clue what you were talking about. He just thought you were like some crazy mess. lady. Yeah, like trying to be like have a nice time at the river. But I was like, I'm so sorry. I like I don't. I was looking through all the messages. I was like, I didn't see it was supposed to be a surprise. She's like, oh no worries. I must have forgot to mention it. It ended up working out. They had a great evening. Left a nice review. <laughs> but in the moment, I was just mortified. I was like to my husband, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so embarrassed. I just like. She's never going to like want to book or recommend her us to her friends or like everything's over. It was so funny, but, and I still feel like he still brings it up and laughs at me. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like two years later I can laugh at it now, but for a while it was a very sore spot. I can only imagine um, just that the heart sinking feeling in that moment. And it's like, Oh dear, what did I just do? Right. It's like, yeah, can, like can I just go back in time? Like, I need that like that special pen from like Men in Black, you know. Yeah, just erase their memory. Just erase it and let's just start all over. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt, and I was just um, absolutely mortified. But she was, she was super nice and super chill about it, and thankfully he didn't clue in. He just thought I was a weirdo, so I can live with that. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that, and uh, I really appreciate that. I'm sure uh, there's a few people listening to this that will uh, probably relate because they've done something similar. Uh, God knows I've done it. I spoiled uh, my mother-in-law's uh, birthday surprise yesterday. So, oh, oh no! So yeah, I I was at Walmart. I was getting some flowers, and I took a picture of these flowers, uh, sent it to my wife to see which one she uh, would like. Nope, I sent it to my mother-in-law. Oh uh, no! And then I had to think on the spot because I couldn't unsend it. I'm like, okay, I was like surprise i'm getting you flowers on your birthday she's like oh that's so sweet of you and then i realized and then like i'm like oh god i was like what did you do yeah so it happens to the best of us like even most recently yesterday so uh, i can definitely relate it's like oh damn it Kimmy, you had one job one job right i was like <laughs> i just felt so like so much so, so many nerves in that moment and i was like what do i say like this is like i'm walking past her on the path i don't want to be rude but i don't want to like i don't know and then I just said that and I was like, hmm, well, at least now I know what not to say. <laughs> next time, just a. I'm just going to go crawl under a rock yeah. now. Thank you. Yeah. Next time, I'll just give a nice and yeah. nod and keep walking. Yeah. No, it seems very safe that way. Yeah. Uh, how can people find you? I'm curious to know. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at Um, You can find us on our. Do you want to spell that? <laughs> For those uh, 
H-A-L-C-Y-O-N-H-A-V-E-N-S dot experiences. So Halcyon Havens dot experiences. And then you can also find our website at halcyonhavens.org. How did you guys come up with the name? Halcyon actually means like the idyllic golden days of past. And we really wanted to embody that in kind of like the the nature of our business. We wanted to create an experience that people could look back on and with golden memories and look back and say, those were, those were the good old days. And just like look back on memories with spent with their friends. I love that. There, there was a lot of intention behind that. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, to you both for uh, jumping on here and really just like letting us all know a little bit more of uh, what you guys are doing over there. I think uh, it's really cool. And I've saw the the photos already, uh, sneak peeks from our style shoot that we did last month. Uh, and uh, I'm not quite yet able to edit the video from that, but uh, I'm going to be doing that very shortly here. So I can't wait to share that. And But everything that you did for that style shoot last month that we did and everything I've been seeing on social just looks absolutely amazing. And uh, congratulations on all your success so far. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, and we're excited to see those videos. It was a beautiful, beautiful day, and all the vendors did such amazing work. So I'm excited yeah. to see everything come together. Absolutely. We'll definitely uh, chat soon again. Uh, we'll have to do a an update podcast episode uh, perhaps next year. Yes, we'd love to. Uh, and just see where things are at. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. This has been so wonderful chatting yeah. with you. It has been. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Alberta Wedding Podcast. Each week, I will pull back the veil and introduce you to the faces behind the brands that you love in Alberta. Your feedback matters. It would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review and let me know what you think of this episode. Until next week, stay well and be merry.